because I just want to write command line utilities and be like fix server. Like I want I want there to be a tool called fix dash server or like boot <laughs> right. it all up. I'm sure there was someone there like fix server, fix server. Yeah, run for <laughs> you gotta stop running fix server, man. No, it worked before. Are you ready to start writing your tech story? Join an Ironhack bootcamp and learn the skills you need to pursue a meaningful career in tech. Visit ironhack.com slash write dash your dash story to find out more. Let's write your story. Hello. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, everyone. How's good it Good morning. I just shoveled. Oh, you had to shovel? How's the snow? Y'all are deep in some snow? Hopefully yeah. this is about halfway. It's probably about 10 inches so far. So Pretty serious. Just pretty exciting. I'm, I'm very damp. Right now, as what's the accumulation like in uh, Florida, Sarah? What are, you, what are you looking at there? Light dusting of sand, just some wind <laughs> and some rain. Oh, bro! Yeah, a gentle hammock, rocking breeze. It sounds tough. I feel yeah. <laughs> I often think about whenever we say good morning, I think about how people listening to this podcast. It may be morning for them. It may be evening right. for them. So good, whatever you got. Yeah, get whatever you got. I mean, we got to bring our lived experience. But if it's evening, if this is how you fall asleep that night, if this relaxes you. Then God bless. <laughs> wow, if if it is how they're falling asleep, we need to ASMR this up a lot more. Right. right. This needs to be it hey, Sarah, the listening time. How's the programming going? No, I think um there's uh like a whole genre of music on Spotify where you just like put it on when you go to sleep and it plays for twenty four hours. People oh, make it's a, a lot real of money that way because it just it's like, a real earner, like, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I had a post I wanted to share and get your thoughts. It's about Slack's big outage the day most everybody in the Western world in the in the United States came back to work and they went out and it was kind of a funny welcome to 2021 event. But they wrote a nice lengthy blog post on it and it made me think of that movie Chernobyl where it's just like one thing happens and in response to that thing you very do another similar, thing. Very similar, very similar event. <laughs> Same level of crisis. No, I'm I'm really curious to hear Sarah's thoughts on this because I think she has more experience than I do, but. What struck me reading this, so it's Slack's outage on January 4th, 2021. And uh, first of all, it struck me that they open with a um, a Rainer Maria Rilke uh, quote, and now we welcome the new year full of things that have never been. So it's just like, <laughs> okay, Slack, you know, partly I want to give them a medal and partly I'm like, calm down. Yeah. yeah. Calm down. literary badge. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Many people need to calm down. Um, you know, what, I, what struck me reading this is – there is a real theme in cloud services-based outages. And the theme is as follows. We had a great plan. Well, that's that's the theme for everything, right? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we had a real sense of what could, we, we have componentized things. And we've really organized our world so that when we need more services, we can kind of hit a button or the computer will hit the button for us and more services will come online. We need more storage, more EC2 instances, more whatever. And so we got everything all trued up so that suddenly there's a need for 700 more machines. Not a problem. Just going to go rent them out of the cloud and, and you know we're looking at traffic. And if we see our CPU utilization get a little too intense, we're going to go. Mm. And that's where it breaks, right? Because you end up building relatively complex systems that are always reliant on something else. And it's what the something else breaks and then bottlenecks emerge that you never anticipated. And then Slack is down, right? And that pattern seems to be really, first of all, I, I well, what do you think, Sarah? Was it, is this just from the cloud era? Is this 
something we've always lived with. Where do you come in? Good question. I was actually having a great conversation about this this weekend. Where so, so something that has really changed, and I imagine Slack. I'm it's actually surprised to see Slack suffering from this. I wonder if they made changes over the break. That was a suspicion everyone had. It's like, did they make changes over the holidays, and now things are breaking? But one thing that used to happen when you, you know, I worked, I worked in Newark once, and someone came up with the idea of the holiday sprint, which is like the most capitalist thing I've ever heard. That's a nightmare. It's like, are you going to be around for the holiday sprint? And people were like, I, I was going to have Christmas with my family. <laughs> have a holiday. Yeah, I'm doing a holiday sprint at home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So sorry, I cut you off. Cut you off. No. So when it used to be you made a website and put it on um, a server. And then when too many people were trying to do too many things at the same time, you would add another server and then you would add another one. And then... Soon you um, added all the servers in the data center, and then you'd have to onboard another data center. So you had that redundancy, right? And so, very few people have this problem. Uh, you yeah, know, just it's very, a good problem very, very to few. have. Yeah, but you have to think about that distributed system a lot early, pretty early, right? Because data centers are only so big, so you run into that problem pretty soon. Mm-hmm. However, one thing that we're experiencing now that everyone's starting their website on AWS and cloud services is you don't hit that until you are very big and you have built, you know, like where, you know, I was talking about a uh, platform that was limited on AWS East, right? Because they've hit all the servers. They just cannot provision more servers. Um, And that is a problem you would run into pretty early on. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. So they, you're talking to people at a platform where like even AWS is like, we can't help you anymore. Yeah, it's like AWS East is not big enough to yeah, so give you the resources you're gonna you need. Need, so you're you need. You're going to need some more clouds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and usually you would you would face that problem a lot earlier, but now because this is a rare problem that people are running into, people are scaling up and they don't need to become distributed over several data centers until they're already very big. And so there's like a lot of debt you have to pay down then. And mm. there's a lot of things that go into designing a platform that is that big. There's a lot of talk in big, first of all, everybody has a fantasy about their scale, right? So especially relatively big organizations actually don't have crazy digital scale, but they just want to. And so they're like, well, we need to be multi-cloud. And it's like, you need to just not have servers in in like the basement. Like you need to calm down. Very few people have like a million transactions a minute or a second. Yeah. And so like, but the, but the fantasy is always multi-cloud. Like that's going to be safety. And increasingly what I see is, is people who are experts in this advising you to just calm down. Like just go with the cloud in front of you. Stop trying to architect everything so that it can run everywhere because that's going to be... Uh, that's going to double up all the time that you need in order to build your to build your system, and you should just go with one until it sounds like you're saying there's a certain scale where actually no, you need to think about like the whole planet of computing resources <laughs> and what's available, and that's yeah. Of course, Slack would be at that scale, right? Like that's a yeah. that's a, it's a foundational service that runs an enormous, you know, it's probably what the phone system used to be in 1982. Yeah. It runs on Slack today. Yeah, and it seems like here the the problem was the call was coming from the inside of the house, right? The service they used to provision new space was running on the same servers as the space they were running out of. So everything kind of hit that big bottleneck where they couldn't, their services couldn't move fast enough. It's not like Netflix. Like I know like for big streaming services, they build, you know, data centers 
close to something to lower the latency. And they actually like build nodes all over the world next to big uh, customer well, centers. The original use case there, one of the original was, was finance. They wanted their automatic transaction platforms mm. to be as cl- literally as close to the trading computers as possible so right, that right. they could shave time off their automatic trades. That's the thing in the beginning. You don't really need to do that. You could do that, right? Ben, you could start from the beginning and to Paul's point, like start from the beginning of and, you know, make sure that you have some set up on US One East and some things in uh, APAC and all those different uh, areas, making sure you have your system distributed across many, uh, many of the clouds. But it just doesn't make any sense in the beginning. Yeah. First of all, they're going to port Slack to Salesforce 360. It's all going to run. as like, we're not going to even have to chat anymore. We'll just move little cards around. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> so that, that's coming. You know, the thought I have as we're talking is that the whole point of popular computing as we all do it, including programming, is that it gets you away from physics, right? So it's like, oh, there's NAND gates inside your computer. I don't care. What I care is that I can type a little command and the, and the, and the machine goes boop. Like I really, like that's, that's it for me. And I know that there are physical processes that make up the computer, but you actually don't ever deal, unlike, like I, I do have one friend who occasionally will be like, you know, he'll, he'll get some work and where he'll have to factor in like the rate of rotation of the hard drive in order to, you know, because he's doing like a real-time streaming database. But other than that, most of us don't think about moving things or little lights turning on and off. And and that actually, I think what clouds do is they get you further and further away from the actual physics, right? Just like Just like programming does and just like GUIs do of the computer, the little lights switching on and off. Until they don't, like it all yeah. breaks down at a certain point of pressure, and like the CPU just can't handle anymore, can't take it. And that used to happen all the time. I mean, you turn on your Windows machine, and then it would be like, "I'll be there in a minute." And yeah. uh, <laughs> or you know, something would crash. The CPU literally could kind of couldn't handle anymore, and then it would like all the windows would stop moving. But we've got so many resources that we get to pretend more and more and more that there is no physical reality, and we can actually just work purely with abstractions and. Uh, and so, you know, that's what happened to Slack. Slack was like, we got it. We understand our abstractions. We've dealt with just enough physical reality. And then blammo, the network fails, right? And like the little beams of light aren't working anymore. And suddenly you have to care about that. <laughs> that's mm. hard. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, in your conversation that you had, this person had had a similar problem or they were discussing just kind of like how different scaling has become over time? A little bit of both, you know, talking about how different scaling has become over time, just talking through scaling issues that they were facing. There's an interesting corollary to this, which was what happened to Robinhood over last week. They became so popular all of a sudden, and there were so many trades happening that their counterparty, and this is regulation, not technology, but regulation is its own kind of physics, came and was like, listen, we we just need you to show us another extra $3 in cash that you're just going to hold over here. So we know you're good in case this all goes sideways. Can you do that? And they were like, what? Um, no, that's 10 times the amount of money we normally keep over here. Money um, world is so amazing because they're yeah. just like, hey, according to our rules, we're going to need this to be settled on the moon. And you're like, yeah. uh, no, okay, but we don't have rocket ships. It's like, well, that's not our problem. <laughs> that seems right. to be an issue. Yeah. Need those. Better get a lawyer, get a space lawyer. No, it's this, it's, 
in a funny way, conceptually, it's the same thing, right? Like the abstract yeah. model in your brain, in Robin Hood's brain, was like, okay, well, there never, there never will be a bottleneck there because we'll never be able to create that kind of network condition until a bunch of shit posters on Wall Street bets <laughs> show up and, and create, create that situation for them. And then last night, of course, this all was explained, if we want to connect outer space and Robinhood, with an interview between Elon Musk and the co-founder of Robinhood on Clubhouse, which is <sighs> modern is media. Th- I guess that's modern wow. media. Just the three. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And, and uh, Andreessen Horowitz is going to start their own media company. So it's okay. all going to get better, friends. It's all going to be really cool. <laughs> Only positive things can happen. Sarah, are you on Clubhouse? I joined this weekend, actually. Uh, I can't do it. Can't do it. I can't hear nerds talk. I know. I laughed for a long time. I only really like the sound of my own voice. So (laughs) I knew there's an irony that we said that on the Stack Overflow podcast. But but here's the thing. I, I like hearing people talk about how to do stuff, but every nerd in Silicon Valley is also an economist, and I just can't take it anymore. Oh, I know. An economist, a medical doctor. Oh, yeah. no, they're newly doctors. Being a doctor wasn't interesting before. But it, every signal I get when Clubhouse explodes into the news yeah. is a signal that I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I'm, this is a controversial take. It, it wasn't too well received, but it seems to me like Discord for olds, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, no, no. Discord's awesome. Discord yeah. is absolutely... And Discord is so not for me. Like, I get that. To me, like... You know what I noticed? Like, there's um, Garbage Day is an internet culture summary email that I, I like to receive. And the writer of that created a Discord community for the fans. And I'm like, this is an interesting combination where you pay for the newsletter has a free tier and a paid tier. And then you hop on the discord where the, the fans are and you kind of see what they're talking about and you see them kind of make the sausage a little bit. And they're talking mm. about different things that are going to be in the newsletter. And I'm not going to get too involved in that community, but I'm definitely kind of just like, cool. And there's a few people I know on there and that's nice. And then, and I'm like, all right, well, this is a great paid tier, right? I got a little community. I get some stuff that not everybody else gets, and I'm supporting a writer who I think is doing really good work. And then you mm-hmm. go to Clubhouse, and you're just like, everything I've heard about it is just like, it does sound like that. It sounds di- like discourse for olds. Yeah, it is. It's fascinating how quickly it's taken off, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, it does seem like yeah. it's a it's a good fit for like the pandemic, right? I mean, it's like yeah. you're coming into a little salon that somebody has curated, and you're having a conversation, and there's usually this feel like, oh... I, you know, I w- it would I would love to run into this person at a party or something like that, and that's impossible now. So I think it one kinda... nightmare is like you do one one thing that happened to me me this weekend is you join a room and then they ask you to be a speaker, and you're just like <laughs> ah ah I don't want this like <laughs> right, right I just got out of the shower I just wanted to like right. Chip thing. you're literally talking to thousands of people right now <laughs> you might as well might as well chill out I mean just it's easier it's easier when it's not live. Yeah, yeah. You definitely should be able to flip that lurker, that lurker tab, and like people know they can't just yeah put you on the spot like that. That seems hard. Yeah, I agree. Have you been on Ben? Have you used it? No, no, I haven't. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna search around for an invite. Is it still exclusive? Is do I still need to search? It is. I can send you an invite. I have. Okay, Sarah will send me an invite, and I'll I'll hop in there and check it out. Don't send me an invite. I do not want to do. I'm just I'm just saying. Like I'm too. I bought a chair where I read books. Sometimes I read books about computers. My life is getting so much better recently. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) The new technology for me for 2021. My big technology prediction is called a chair. Mm. And you sit in a chair Ooh, and I've read a book. Those. 
I'm reading it on a remarkable too. I mean, you know, I'm still in. I'm living. Oh, you went there. Oh, did you? We talked about how's it it going. Yeah. Should I have gotten one? Okay, so number one, I have a powerful iPad that has a beautiful, responsive, colorful screen that I can zoom in and out of, and it has every bit of candy and wonder. And the and the remarkable two does absolutely nothing that the Mm. iPad doesn't do. The Remarkable 2 is an e-paper device that, that has good handwriting. Uh, let's a nice, responsive handwriting, but it lets you read PDFs well and so on. For some reason, it just has a sweet spot where there's kind of no candy, and you just sit there with a lamp and you scribble. I've been handwriting my PowerPoints for presentations. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just joy. It's just a That's little... That's the most bespoke thing I've ever heard. Uh, it's a little overpriced happiness for a, for a word right. nerd. That's what I it like is. It. There has to be a little analog corner of the show where we talk about disconnecting. I love it. Well, I'm reading, I'm actually reading the Lisp 1.5 manual on it. Everybody can relax. That sounds like a nightmare. That's, that's. (laughs) 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 That's a classic. It's an absolute classic of computer science. And, you know, it's amazing. They're just building Lisp up and it's an old PDF that I got from somewhere. And I'm living, and I'm I'm writing on it. I'm annotating. I, I write swear words around Lisp. I'm living a good life here. Meanwhile, you're on Clubhouse talking about how Ayn <laughs> Rand uh, will keep Paul's us throwing another log on the fire. He's getting into yeah. the chair. Yeah, exactly. Out the and, and you know, up. Sarah's in a libertarian hellscape talking about... <laughs> no, actually, I had, a, I had a very Burning Man situation this weekend where I I saw this uh, room and I thought it was titled, like a Randy title that had to do with tech and I saw some people I knew in there and I was like, oh, this is like one of those funny, like ironic titles for a room, you know, where it's uh, like. It's a danger zone in 2021. <laughs> you can't count on anything. And I went in and I was like, and then I heard the conversation. I was like, ah, ah, ah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. Clubhouse, like a, a sexually charged tech term. You, what are you going to do there? Yeah. I thought it like people, you know, you go to bar camp and people have these racy titles for, right. for talks. You got to be no, careful what no. tent you walk into. Yeah. No, yes. it's <laughs> out there. <laughs> that is a, a tricky game, right? Because it's, yeah. uh, it's always about to rear its head. And I'm sure yeah. Clubhouse is a place where that aspect of our nerd culture can explode everywhere. <laughs> Sarah, I wanted to throw a few things at you from the loop from last week because I thought they were really interesting. I saw mm-hmm. a tweet that was saying, it's so frustrating on Stack Overflow when you look up an answer to a question. It's a good answer, but it's from like three versions ago or five years ago, and it, it just no yeah. longer applies. What are you going to do about that? And I sent it to you and to Des Darelek, who uh, is on our public team. And she was like, actually, this is something we're going to work on. So I'm yeah, pretty excited finally. about that. Tell, tell us a little bit. It's like taking on the issue of versioning or outdated, obsolete answers, right? Yeah, one of the bigger pieces of feedback we get on our site satisfaction survey is around outdated content. Something that happens is you go- people will Google things and they will find a question that matches their current question, but the answer, the accepted answer is now seven or eight years old, right? Mm-hmm. So it's from an earlier version of the software, or the technology, and it's no longer relevant. But if you scroll down, you'll see the fifth or sixth answer at this point is something from last year, and that's actually more relevant. But sometimes that that part doesn't even exist. So figuring out how to make sure answers are current is something that is on our roadmap for this year. I got two fantastic questions from the Stack Exchange Network. If you're ready, okay, great, I'm excited. Hit us up. Okay, number one, why can I see my face in a spoon? (laughs) That is like I got incredibly baked over the weekend. (laughs) 
And there's just no answer, why right? Why can I? Why can? Is there an answer? Why can't? Well, that's from the that's from the op the physics stack okay. exchange. It's tagged optics. If I hold a spoon with a concave side facing me, it approximates a concave mirror. If my eye is symbolized with an arrow, then it's got diagrams. It is yeah a whole thing. Is a singular yeah. ray the only reason I can see my face, or is there something I'm missing? People really went to town. There is a picture of a human face where we see the retina working, wow. and light bouncing off multiple points of the spoon. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, There's a very a, deep answer here from a new contributor with a with one hell of an, an illustration. I hope this is, was made just to answer this question. Oh no, no that's clearly because look at that face. Like someone, the, the face doesn't have. Bezier curves, it just has <laughs> angles. <laughs> so this that is, is what I like to see. Sure. Yeah. I like to see that in my computing. Here's the other one. Then this is a special one. I'm How do I help my three-year-old daughter who is terrified of what I believe is a ghost? <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. There's a lot. She mentioned about three times something about a doll with no face nor legs just staring at mommy and daddy while we sleep and doesn't like us. <laughs> okay, that's a t- real tough one. It seems like there's a lot of issues going on. Ooh. How do I stop my three year old from freaking me out? Yeah. <laughs> the best I ever had was my daughter once told me a joke, and she said, I was sitting there looking at my phone. She was sitting across the table, and she went, Daddy, she's about five, what has a face and hands, but no legs and cannot run, or something like that? And I was like, um, I don't know, honey, what? And she said, I don't know, but I'll, I'll tell you when I'm done eating it. And I couldn't figure <laughs> out what was, and I looked up in absolute terror. It was the joke on the popsicle stick. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> on earth? It was, it's a clock, mm. you know, it has a, yeah. a, a face. Uh, and, and Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's I thought just, I'll yeah. tell you when I'm done eating it. Was I'll tell you. <laughs> And it just, it just, I still, I think about her face in that moment because she was just smiling and she had like red all over her lips because it was a cherry popsicle. I'm like, oh no, oh God. And uh, so anyway, children are terrifying. Yes. Yes. Young children are terrifying. Agreed. I want to shout out one other (laughs) post from Stack Overflow. I think we may have created a new meme, which is always a good thing. This is a deep dive into a security incident we had way Mm. back in May of 2019, mm-hmm. um, and we can now reveal a little bit more about it. Some of it is still uh, under investigation or whatever, but the the beautiful reveal at the end is one does not simply break into Stack Overflow without constantly looking up how to do so on Stack Overflow. That yeah. was Zero the deal. big thing. You know about this? Yeah. yeah, that was the big thing. That, that One of the reasons, one of the ways that we were able to identify more information about the intruder was that they kept... Googling how to keep going and Wait a minute, landing so they up use on stack, stack to break overflow. into stack. Yeah, I mean, honestly, really, there's no avoiding this situation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have created this world as a, as a yeah. company. Yeah, yeah, turns out that's yeah. amazing. So it's just like, yeah, yeah you, it, that's. I mean, now you could gamify it, right? Like this is now yeah. like a bad Ready Player One type thing yes. where, yeah. Just, you know, how am I going to hack into into Joel's mainframe? This is yeah. the start of our bug bounty program, for sure. So where am I going to read about that? When do I get to find out? It's on the blog. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, it's going to be in the show notes, everybody. All right, y'all. I'll look up a lifeboat and we'll say our goodbyes. Great. Ben, I can't disagree with that. Yeah, right. that sounds like you could always you stop me there and say, "Wait, no, I, have I think one more you've thing made, I want to talk about." I think you have a fantastic plan for ending this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, awarded January twenty eighth uh, to Quinn. Replace string in a file. 
using regular expressions. So thank you, Quinn, and uh, we'll share that answer. Appreciate the lifeboat sharing some knowledge, saving the answer from the dustbin of history. All right, everybody, I'm Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper and email us podcast at stackoverflow.com. If you love listening, please do head on over to your podcast platform of choice. Leave a rating and a review. Really helps. A good rating. Five stars. Don't don't do four stars just to make some point. What are you? What yeah. are you? Come on. <laughs> get in there. Show a little love. I'm Sarah Chips, Director of Community at Stack Overflow, and you can reach me at Sarah Joe on GitHub. Probably not Clubhouse. Uh, we'll see. Give it time. It's a fast-growing yeah. thing. Uh, my name is Paul Ford. I'm a friend of Stack Overflow, and uh, you could check out my company, Postlight, and we are hiring. If you know any designers, I mean, if you're an engineer, please. Mm. But if you know any designers or product managers, we're also hiring them. We're just just growing. Just it's exciting. Growth is exciting. It's always great. All right. Yeah, I forgot to mention. Uh, I guess this week you can find me on Clubhouse after Sarah invites me. I'll be loving. Uh, yeah, but not me. Only. I'm going to be reading <laughs> books on my remarkable about the history of computer science. So we'll see who wins. Wouldn't that be a nice fireside chat with Paul Ford reading software manuals on a remarkable? In all oh. seriousness, I'm thinking of setting up the camera so that I can do the, oh, hi, I didn't see you there. Like, I'm just, it's, I really, yeah. I want the chair. I just don't have the things f- I want to fall asleep to. I that don't have, yeah, but my voice will do it to you. <laughs> For some reason, that's everyone around me is so tired all the time. I don't know why. Yeah. All right. Everybody have a good week. 